Hey, the Lord be with you. This is uh, Pastor John Perling at Faith Evangelical Lutheran Church, and we're here today with Ron Hinchman, our executive director. We're going to try something new over the next several months together, logging episodes of a new podcast that leverages his and my experience with getting to know Jesus through the Book of Romans. Paul's letter to the Romans outlines uh, a great many topics, uh, running through almost everything that the Christian faith has to offer in, in lots of different contexts and ways, and, and thinking it through uh, from his perspective, and then giving us a chance to think it through from our perspective. Each of us has had great uh, experiences with the Book of Romans, and we wanted to share that with you and archive it so that uh, we can share it anytime, anywhere. We're going to try to put it together in some shorter episodes, uh, 10 to 15 minutes at a time, so that you can uh, access it on the go. And uh, we hope that this experience of walking through one of these books of the Bible gives you an entry point into how we think about Jesus and how you can get to know the rest of the scriptures. So I want to introduce uh, Ron and uh, let him introduce himself a little bit to all of you, and, and then we'll... Uh, start taking a look at how we can get to know Jesus through Paul's writing of the Romans. As Pastor said, my name's Ron Hinchman. I've been with this church for a little bit over 20 years, and one of my first jobs as a Sunday school teacher was teaching the Book of Romans to the pre-confirmands, and I learned a lot, and this is why this became one of my favorite books in all the Bible, because it covers so much not only back then, but you can apply it to today's activities. And it really worked well with not only these kids, but then when I took the after confirmation kids, we did this also. And it's a really easy to follow type program. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. talks us through a lot of stuff. And, you know, the way to start off is for us to start talking about Paul himself kind of an introduction of Paul, because a lot of people only know Paul the writer. They don't know Paul the Saul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he was in a, a sometimes a similar situation to us in terms of not really necessarily having gotten to know Jesus specifically during his ministry, but he got to know Jesus in a, a, a very unique kind of way uh, with being on the first outside an, an enemy of, of the Jesus movement. And, uh, and then Jesus appears to him, right? So if we think about his own experience with moving from uh, being outside of Christ to being inside of Christ or being an, even an enemy of Christ to being an, an advocate of Christ, uh, that's, uh, that's what the Lord does with all of us by taking us from being one of his, uh, an enemy, someone who's uh, against the gospel to being for the gospel. And we were talking uh, last week about it, how Paul literally was on one timeline where he was going to be a rabbi, a persecutor of Christians. And then the Lord punched him in the mouth, and he jumped to another timeline. And that became the Paul that we know today as the great apostle with all these great writings that helped us understand the Bible much better than it would have if we didn't have him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and I really like it because he went through a, a lot of stuff in his life. Yeah, well, so his, uh, at some point his background um, 
he comes from a, a town of, called Tarsus, uh, which is uh, somewhere in, in uh, the southern part of modern-day Turkey. Uh, his dad was a Roman citizen. His mother was a Jewish woman. And so he had uh, heritage in, in both realms, uh, uh, being a Hellenistic Roman citizen, but at the same time being fully embedded in, in Old Testament culture. Uh, at some point, got his uh, education in Jerusalem under Gamaliel and uh, was uh, on the fast track to being a heavy hitter in the Jerusalem power structure. Yeah, he was. He was uh, not only that, we were talking about his real decision to become a persecutor in my eyes was the stoning of Stephen. Okay. Once he's okay. Sto- seen that and seen, well, this will lead me to greatness. Yeah, that's kind of the first time we meet him, isn't it? Yes, that's where we really meet him. And you're like, wow, this guy is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense when later on, when he is a Christian, how you can see God doing wonderful works, yeah. that he can do it with any of us. Yeah, he shifted it, he shifted it for him. And <laughs> so there's nobody outside of the possibilities. He's the guy who comes up with that phrase, chief of sinners. Uh, he's the one that comes up and said, look, you know, I was, I was the bottom of the barrel um, in, terms of, in terms of Jesus. And if he can use me, if he can change me around, he can change anybody. Which is pro- probably 100% true. Huh? You, you think there are some folks who think that they're so far away from God in their own minds or hearts that they, they think of themselves that way. Maybe God doesn't think about them that way, but they think about themselves that way. I, I heard people talking to me about coming to church and they say, oh, if I ever came to your church, the roof would fall in or lightning mm-hmm. would strike or this kind of thing would happen. Uh, they think of themselves as being outside and uh, and the Lord doesn't think about them that way. And that's why and Paul points that out. Point Paul really points that out saying, uh, uh, chiefest sinners though I be, because he tells them everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really like about most of his writings is that that welcomeness that he has when he learned the right path. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. he had to be set on the right path. And so when those people say stuff like that, I think the book of Romans is a great place to start a person that has that kind of attitude off to right. say, really, you think you're that bad? Let me introduce <laughs> you to a really bad guy that shows that you're yeah. really not as bad. Yeah, as yeah. And now there's artwork <laughs> and Christian artwork uh, that's got this guy all over all over the world, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he recognizes that, um, you know, everybody is a sinner, but everybody because of that qualifies for the grace of God. And uh, whether you're from one background or another background, we're all in the same boat. We all need the same Savior. And, uh, and the Lord has done that work uh, by giving us Jesus. Yeah. And they made Paul really understand it. I, we were talking about earlier how it's amazing the distance Paul covered during his Oh, mission. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, walking that most of it was walking. We all know that yeah. because there weren't trains, planes and automobiles. Yep. Um, yep. And I don't see too many people that were not currently Christians giving mm-hmm. them too many rides. Yeah. Like and, he was out there hitchhiking. And four footed transport was not always available and hardly ever really. So that, that um, just shows us true belief. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was he was going town to town, uh, hoofing it. Uh, himself all the way across and uh, mile after mile 
you know, taking the Lord with him. But um, certainly there were there were times when he had friends traveling with him, right? Book of Acts tells us that there were times when he's got a, a, a group of folks that are part of the part of the team, right? And and real team leader, team player. Timothy and Timothy and Silas. So Silas and Barnabas, Barnabas. and. But that, that, but when you Luke, look at those, Luke, his kind of biographer uh, in the Book of Acts. But when you look at that, he didn't really have a lot of company. No, so that was a lot yeah. of uh, what I call me time. Right. Where you're thinking, and can you think of how many times he might have overthought what he was going to say because he's traveling 45 miles to get to this place and probably changed his mind and mm-hmm. how he was going to approach it every time. So when it came time for him to. Uh, uh, really give some sacrifice for this newfound belief. Did, did did Paul have any experiences where he had to kind of put his life on the line for this stuff? Oh yeah, think about he got stoned. Uh, How many times did he he spent? Over, and that's not in the 1970s sense yeah, of getting yeah, stoned, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's in the first, no, no. in the yeah. first century Rock, sense of he getting stoned. Thrown at him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. for those people that yeah. haven't heard of stoning. <laughs> right, but. He also spent over five years combined mm-hmm. in jails or prisons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's got to take a lot on your your mental state and your status towards yourself. And that's another reason why you got to know that he was a, such a true believer because mm-hmm. it didn't affect him. Yeah. He was like, okay, yeah, another hardship, uh, yeah. just another hardship. And every hardship he managed to overcome with the attitude of that's ah, just another hardship. It's mm-hmm. just another thing that God has challenged me to overcome to show I can get the word out like he wants it. Yeah. He was persistent and patient with that, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, and yeah. it's such an amazing thing to really hear how patient that he was. Uh, when you read these letters, like in our next snippet, we'll be going over the chapter one, uh, verses one through seven, which are very important, but it goes to show how Paul changed as a person. Mm-hmm. Before it was, I'm in charge, I can persecute you, I can even have you put to death. Now it's, I don't want to persecute you, I want to welcome you and show you what love is about, not persecution. Yeah, the, the zeal he had, the the passion he had one way, the Lord keeps that. Right, keeps that as far as how he's wired, how he's wired personally, and just reshifts it so he's on the Lord's team now, and sees it all more clearly. That that uh, transformation that happens with Paul from all the things that he had learned as a kid, all the things that he had learned when he was growing up in uh, the Old Testament, and you you keep the Old Testament, but now you just factor Jesus into all of those places where you were looking for something else. And now the the resurrected, ascended Jesus that appeared to him on the road to Damascus and said, here, now you're going to follow me because uh, I am the Christ. I am the son of God. Uh, The things that the Christians are saying about me are actually true. Paul had to then reshape everything he knew in light with what the Lord's fulfillment to those promises had actually accomplished. How humbling do you think it wow. was for yeah. him to do that? Because I, I can do that from experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, I came from a military background. I was retired first sergeant. So I was the top dog. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I went and worked for the post office See? where I was 
a worker bee. Yeah. And literally, Paul kind of was the top dog. Right, right, uh, right. Uh, of this side. And then now he's down at the bottom under Jesus, of course. And Jesus is like, hey, you're going to have to humble yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, but he let him keep his, his strong zeal, but he, he also humbled him at the same time. And probably one of the greatest feelings of all is how successful Paul really was. Mm -hmm, uh, even mm -hmm. if you're humble, you're like, wow, I actually accomplished this. Yeah. He had to be happy that he was able to get God's word out there to everybody and everybody understand it because mm -hmm. he does break it down really into layman's terms mm -hmm. is what I tell mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Make it easy. Barney mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. Barney simple. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, he takes uh, he takes some time to kind of review all of uh, what he'd learned. Uh, in the in the book of Galatians, as he's talking about his own background, he talks about a stint of about ten years where he is restudying all these things and and being humbled by the thought that, well, I had I had the text, but I didn't have Jesus, and I had it I had it wrong wrong headed until now I mm -hmm. see that Jesus is embedded in the the whole the whole book of this. I think it was Old probably Testament. a shocker too. Yeah, where he went. Wow, <laughs> I was wrong all this time. You know, if I'd be, only looked at these right. right. Well, it's like the last piece of the puzzle, right? And and <laughs> and or or even better, maybe uh, the last piece of a computer program, where you, you can hit run all you like, but if you got that syntax error, it doesn't run, and you got the last bit of code in there. Jesus is risen from the dead, <laughs> and now all of this makes a whole different sense. Well, the and light now, bulb goes on. Yeah, what? light bulb goes on. I'm the, enlightened. <laughs> right. The the uh, the the whole thing works now. You it, know. It does, and and this is why we we picked this book to study is because both uh, pastor being a pastor and me being a former Sunday school teacher have a lot of experience with this and how it affects today's life. And mm -hmm. that's what we really want to do. And that's why we started this little series. And we're going to hopefully go throughout the whole year. And if this is a success, well, then we can continue on with Take other Take a look books. at another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to start off with uh, with Romans uh, 1, chapter 1, verses 1 to 7 uh, in our next episode. And uh, so you don't need to have a Bible handy, but if you do, that'd be great. We'll, uh, we'll take you through it and uh, happy to have you along for the ride. 